But I've had all kinds of fun things. Like, what are the drugs John is taking? This stuff works great on my throat. Is that ivermectin? No, this yeah. is chloroseptic. Uh, I've been doing ivermectin. It doesn't help. <laughs> I, I tried snorting it. Is it supposed to go like... like? It's an enema, John. It's a suppository. Enema, suppository. It's a suppository. Yeah. That's why ivermectin's yeah. not working. Yeah. I mean, that, there, there's something work. ironic about someone who's taking bovine medicine calling someone who's wearing a mask a sheep. i've never thought about it that way but uh you make an excellent point it it makes a lot of sense joe i I may have used that as a rebuttal when i got bought at a few times (laughs) yeah you gotta be you gotta be careful because this show is not political uh we're not yeah we try not to be that political but at some point a political at some point what happens is john just tells ryan to kill it and then we (laughs) And we want to talk about the effects of globalism, the capitalistic society in the late 1800s. No, on no, no, India. no, 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 like, no, 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 Brazil, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, oh, South Bricks, Africa. Bricks, not the Brits. I, I heard that as the Brits. The Brits? Is this yes. a new uh, band? <laughs> no, but I do need to hit Dawn up about a song uh, that I tweeted about. I did I did see that on Twitter, and if, since I'm in my basement, I might be able to make it work out, since you've already gotten the lyrics written for me. Yeah. And it, it seems like whenever I do shit while I'm on COVID, I forget it all. Like, I've taught two classes last time I was on COVID. And yeah, sure. What the hell? Let's 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 roll. I, I would try to help you out, but I can't carry a tune in a bucket with a lid on it. I'm the guy that karaoke bars pay to make people leave at last call. No, but they're adding Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and UAE. And this is if people are very interested in this. This is this has to do with the petrodollar supremacy in the global marketplace as far as what is what if you buy oil it's been in dollars and uh, i think the last big sale in india went through in rupees as a matter of fact which by the way this does mean something like what exactly at this point we don't quite know uh we had somebody said uh i'm not even going to try to read uh tarfant uh said it's an economic bubble um it's all an economic bubble have you seen how our stock market works oh wait we should probably get to the computer security stuff um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we will dive down and we won't come up just like that Titanic thing that we all heard about. Well, you know, as someone who was on submarines, the fact that they used carbon fiber is probably the more troubling thing <laughs> as opposed to six inches of high yield steel. I, I love think that. I love that part of the whole thing. <laughs> I think the most troubling part was that there was no windows and you were watching it on a computer screen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. there was a window. That was part of the design flaw is that there was a window. <laughs> Something, but, something, stress fractures. But hey, John, he's just disrupting the si- the submarine industry. You know, you know all about that, right? He disrupting industries. I, there was an interview where somebody asked him a very pointed question about like the constant reuse and micro fractures that are inherent in carbon fiber being used at that pressure depth. Yeah, he responded about, you know what the problem is whenever you're trying to be an innovator and a disruptor is people. He tried to kind of channel Steve Jobs's like mm. like speech That's from right. years ago. Yeah. Like, well, there's there's certain industries that probably don't need to be disrupted. Like they're just like like staying alive. That industry doesn't need to be disrupted. Like let's just keep <laughs> <Underwater>. that. <laughs> Not one of them. 
know, we need something. We need something new. All right, Ryan, let's roll the finger. Let's get to it. All right. Hello and welcome to another COVID edition of Black Hills Information Security Talking About News. In this edition of Talking About News, we're going to be talking about cybersecurity firm Sentinel One explores a sale because things haven't gone well for them. Juniper looks at Fortinet, gets jealous and says, stand back, y'all. We have our own remotely exploitable vulnerabilities. Mass cyber attack shuts down a whole bunch of telescopes all around the world, proving yet again that cyber attackers are assholes. Last post, court uh, teenager catches a shark. We're going to talk more about that. WinRAR Zero Day, NIST publishes draft post quantum cryptography standards and move it. By far is still the number one hack of the year. So I don't know how long I'm going to be here because I said this is a COVID edition. Am I sure it's not just a cold? Um, I'm surprised. You can see that everybody is aging out in my age group because anytime you get sick for years, People would be like, is it a tumor? And you would say, it's not a tumor. Um, but no, this is COVID. Once again, sharing, I have the, uh, the COVID pink eye. Or Joe Gray farted on my pillow. Um, one of those <laughs> two things. Uh, he admitted it as much. It's probably not COVID. It's it was, it, yeah. It's you can't test for those pillows. John, yeah, you got to watch what you say approved to nowadays. I know, I know. It's just now that I'm involved less, approve, approve, approve. So let's jump straight in. Um, so I want to talk about the uh, Sentinel one. Uh, as I have Brazil's biggest escort service suffered a massive... Nope, that's not the one. Um, <laughs> the Sentinel one thing is interesting because in this industry and the, the total like garbage dumpster fire sale that is the entire financial part of this industry. Mm-hmm. A lot of these companies that get big, they have like three options, right? Either just be yeah. a good company and grow naturally, How continue to get series A, B, C, D, E, F funding until somebody's caught holding the basket with a name like Microsoft or Cisco. Or mm-hmm. the other one is to go IPO. And they went IPO and things actually were pretty good for them. Um, they started investigating a sale and then... <laughs> And then what was it? I can't remember like how much they've they've lost since COVID. They've lost like eighty percent of their value. Eighty like percent of their value. Like, mm-hmm. oh dear God! Oh, go ahead. Somebody yeah, they're laying off five percent of their employees as well. Yeah, oh, wow, that's all the venture capitalist VC security startup cr- crush, right? So yeah, I mean they they wanted to create a company IPO. Right. Uh, somebody got a bunch of money and now they're like, hey, you know, let's see how far it goes. Right. And then it stopped going. And now they're like, oh, all right. Money's gone. All right. Everyone out. <laughs> so, OK, in the story, they list a bunch of, you know, potential buyers. They list pr- private equity firms. Tama, Tama Bravo. Never heard Toma of that. Bravo. Toma. King Identity Forge Rock. Never heard of them. Sell point. But OK, here's the question, though. Is there like some unstable billionaire that could buy it and just run it into the ground? Oh, that's yes. the best case scenario. Yeah, best like, because that would now, just be fun to watch. Like, we've seen it I, with social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've heard it here though. first. It's going to be John, Sentinel X. I mean, <laughs> Sentinel X, that's where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, I mean, not to, you know, anyone that can buy it? Like, just like write a quick check. I mean, there's got to be someone. I, I do, out there. but they would get mad if I just outed them. 
Trust me, trust me. There are a couple of people I know that if I told them to, they might do it, and then they would regret it later and be like, "You gave me bad financial advice." I'm like, How? "I'm a guy who sells shirts that says proudly selling sucking at capitalism in his basement." Like, why are you listening to me for anything at this point? Well, so somehow the market value is still five bills, so we can't yeah. just crowdfund it. Like, it's not GoFundMe territory yet. But if it gets cheap enough, maybe we could all just put it. You know, you know what the five together? billion is? It's all the other investors that are in it right now, hoping that it goes up. Like it's just like who's left holding the bag, right? That's what's going That's on exactly. Like I mean, I think you nailed it. I did find it interesting that one of the investment firms, Advent, um, acquired McAfee for mm-hmm. fourteen billion. I'm so sorry, your yeah. investment firm, Advent. Like yeah. that was a bad, bad purchasing decision. You know what I think um, is funny though? <laughs> were you forced into that? Like, if you did, you talk to anybody in the computer security industry before buying McAfee for fourteen billion dollars? Like, did they seriously? do a background check on John? Stable McAfee. genius. <laughs> yeah. Stable genius. Uh, I think it's funny though. What, uh, one last thing about Sentinel One is that it's actually not a horrible product. No, it's not. I, but yeah. like, no, so it's like, a great product. So like, to, to talk about the company is one thing, right? But like what it actually does has value. But what we're saying is, though, is that it's really inflated value, right? Yes. Like it was, you know, they, they, they sold it way more than it was. And now that it is being tested, everyone's like, nah, it's not going to make any more money. This, you know, this cow's done milking. So we yeah. got to let her out to the You pasture. mean EDR isn't going to save the world even if we put <laughs> blockchain and AI on top of it? Are you kidding uh, me? Yes, yes. So I love, um, this is sad because I've been in this long enough that I can kind of see whenever like companies start getting into trouble. And for marketing, Sentinel One bought a McLaren F1 and they made it a, like a driving, like Couldn't think of a better with, way to do it. with yeah. disabilities. Like, disabilities. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say, right? And I just know, I know that there is a Silicon Valley type story behind the purchasing of that, of that McLaren F1. It's yeah, like, we wrap it with our that. logo, yeah. it's a tax deduction, right? No. And it's like, yes, sir. Yes, it is, sir. Ugh. Meanwhile, mm. we have a card game that we give away for free. Anyway, <laughs> in, in all honesty, actually, I have I have something that if anyone from Sentinel One's listening, that they might actually be able to rebound with. Oh, uh, Silence actually divested away from the home EDR business, and I mean, there are other people doing it, but go that route. I yeah, I'd ooh. buy it. I'd buy Sentinel One if it was like. I don't know, a hundred bucks a year for a family subscription. I mean, it's just really solid product. It's just like I'm not paying a thousand dollars a year for it. You would give up. You would cheat on. You would cheat on Panda. Oh, I would cheat God, on Clam AV time. too. Clam huh. AV. You can't cheat on Clam AV because you didn't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clam AV don't care. Listen, I paid for the premium Clam AV subscription uh, just like I paid for WinRare. That's another one we talked about last week. Oh, we might as well yes. follow up. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I, I I don't know. Like, where do you all think this is gonna go? Because they went IPO, the stock crashed, everyone's running around trying to figure out how they're really honestly at this point, once again, nothing against Sentinel One as a product, but it's sure. incredibly overflated. All- they're really like, when are we gonna call it what it is? It's they seriously want to find some suckers who are yep. willing to pay overinflated price so they can be the last one holding this hot potato hand grenade. We t- I've talked about this a lot. It's one of my axes that I grind a lot on this show, and it's just frustrating, right? We see this again and again and again, where you come up and like once again, Sentinel One is a is a good product. 
I don't think it's the best in the space, but if you're looking at MSPs, you're looking at pricing model that actually works for getting it across multiple different customers. Um, Sentinel One is 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 phenomenal in the MSP space. So seriously, like, when are we going to get off this train of constantly dumping bad money into companies and like really try to focus on growing good products over the long haul? Whoa, whoa, whoa! So that would mean that you have to care about the outcome and not just the return on investment. Exactly. Well, mm. but even the return on investment. I mean, if you're willing to take incremental, like you know, dividends on you know profits that are being made. That's, no. I have no problem. No, no, no. With that. We got to no, make that money no, now. No, I got to make it all the now. Money now based on speculation. So yes. we need someone to hype. And by the way, if you're looking for a webcast that is willing to try to hype your product for inconsequential amounts of money, you can talk to us. Maybe we'll take it. I mean, I'm <laughs> I mean, we do have a snake oil convention. We uh, do have a snake oil. We have or a snake oil convention. Your product could be part of our snake oil convention. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, you know, our vendor rates have never been lower. Never. never been lower. Come on. <laughs> why, do, why do vendors not like us? Because uh, we make them bash themselves on our webcasts. Okay. There's that, there's <laughs> like the vent, the vent, that's how we should do it for snake oil. The vendor entrance is $0, but you have to give real criticism of your own product. Uh, you got to self criticize. Like, you have to be like, socialism. you have to be like, Here's what we know are the weaknesses of Sentinel One. Number oh. one, the <laughs> Linux agent. You can uninstall it with RPM. Yeah. That was that was a zero day. Sorry, never mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. But yeah, uh, let's talk about WinRare because we talked about it last week. We the talked about it. Bought. We found some amazing people in Discord. By the way, messaged me and said they they like actually sent me the proof that they had bought WinRare, and I was like, "You are amazing." <laughs> What? So, I know. I miss one week and you find a unicorn? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Multiple yeah. unicorns. People Multiple messaged unicorns. me and told me they bought this. Or, uh, they paid for it. Like, yeah. With money. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I mean, I will say in the receipt, the one person sent me, it was 99 cents. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, that, at that price, though, I feel like it's just the toll you have to pay for being a Windows user. It's I like, mean, hey, they now, is this your dad's credit card? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, if you so, steal my credit card, please use it to buy WinRare. Anyway, so that um, O'Day though was it's been fixed. Getting used, it's been fixed, right? But yeah. it's still being weaponized because turns out people don't update. We've talked about this. It what will trigger it? So all we have to do is SZA has to talk about it. Oh, then it's worth fixing. Yes. Yeah, because you know my grandparents and uncles we don't have aunts, they, all, they all read the SZA alerts religiously. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Madlock's coming on. CISO alerts first, everybody. Gosh. Yeah, that's how it works. They did They did discover this is, well, uh, okay. Uh, shocker, it's being actively exploited in the wild right now. Yeah, um, we are using it. Which, I mean, yeah. we should be. Which yeah. makes sense because I'm pretty sure if I look over here on my Windows computer system, my WinRAR version that I have on it, I'm sure is the open source freemium version that was probably installed like four years ago. I'll, I'll have a quick check. Well, mm. if you see some malware called Dark Me Goo Loader or Remcos Rat, just don't click that. It'll be oh. really easy to tell. Wow. I usually mm. run anything that says rat. <laughs> round and round. Dun, 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 dun. What goes around? <laughs> Sorry. No, that's rat with two T's. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, thanks, Hal. That would have helped. You yeah. Yeah. Remote access Trojan tool? So. <laughs> There's also uh, 7-Zip you can download for free also as an alternative. You don't have to pay Okay, them. Captain Obvious, you also want to tell people that it's going to be Jeez. integrated into Windows 11 as well? <laughs> no, I want them to find that out when they release the release notes. On their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something you have to discover. For this is part of the process. Reading the release notes 
Uh, is there a website like TOSDR.org for release notes? <laughs> <laughs> modern, oh, yeah. modern Laugh just said the NAG box when you open WinRAR has red security warning about updating. I updated on my Windows host, but I haven't paid for it yet. <laughs> Apparently, that NAG screen works for security, but not, not for, for being paying. a human yeah. being. Exactly. Modern so, Laugh. Oh, not Joe, if you're still using WinRAR, you're paying for it. <laughs> well, what kind of what kind yeah. of business model are these companies One, coming up with giving things away for free in the hopes that people will pay for it oh shit no wait right. right now if you're using winwar one way or the other you're paying for it yeah, yeah. that's true if you're well, not paying for the product you are the product oh that one's that one's also evergreen. joe to answer your question about is there a tosdr.org for uh you know release notes that's just SZA. That's yeah. what that is. Oh, okay. that, that's that's the people that John's joking about that are like, oh, I only update when SZA says to do it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. That must be why the eyeball in Vegas did not get attacked uh, successfully during DEF CON. I heard that uh, they put a uh, warning out uh, expecting uh, hardcore pornography to be broadcast upon it. But well, I guess they weren't using WinRare? warning, it kills the fun factor and the surprise. Yeah, I, I stayed up late every night just waiting. I stayed up. Well, I mean, when that was when, why you stayed up. When Defcon yeah. had to be evacuated, I was like, "Hey, where's the eyeball? I want to see if anything's going on with the eyeball." What? I know. Defcon had to be evacuated. I missed this. So. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a bomb yeah. threat. You weren't there. Wow. There, there was a, a suspicious package. Uh, someone had been at a um, firing range and had a certain substance on their hands and touched a package that then got bomb sniffing dogs to sit. Yeah, two separate dogs wow. flagged on it. John was busy reliving his teenage years flipping burgers and Sturgis. Mm, so. This is no, it, also it's, very true. That's <laughs> not a lie. Hal's actually right about that. I was flipping hamburgers in the BHIS parking lot, which, speaking of which, on a good note, completely unrelated to computer security, was half a block away from a bar that had hairball playing like four nights of the rally. So that's why I'm coming with the 80s hair metal references. Mm. It, was, it was delightful. Hairball is fantastic. You get a chance to go see them if not repetitive as hell but wow we have a parking lot now i feel like we finally made it i can't yeah. wait to camp in my car in that parking lot <laughs> come on down it's gonna be a good time so is it like cracker way, barrel what no okay. no we're, we're not like cracker barrel oh like, or Walmart. there's no rocking chair okay i'm out okay no checkers just well, you, can, you can get the camping rocking chairs at like places like academy sports good point Good point. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, our booth at DEF CON, by the way, thank you very much, Joe, for coming and sitting at our booth. Uh, from here on out, any of the booths that BHIS has, we're going to buy things for the booth that local homeless shelters are in need of. And when we're done with the booth, we will be handing all of that stuff over and moving forward. We're also going to be a drop point where people that are attending the conference can drop off goods. Um, like the, the, you talk about those, those camping chairs, they need those sleeping bags they need those it's not just like a can of creamed corn like people are like oh yeah like homeless people i'm sure love cream corn expired no too cream thank corn. you <laughs> cream corn yeah um so we'll it's funny that it's funny you mentioned that john because at the at the booth which i was there many times and so much that i got COVID, it was great but the uh what? the thing is people would come up and ask because they would read the thing that said oh we're donating all this to charity and i would be like yeah, we're donating it all to charity. And they'd be like, can I leave this? And I'd be like, no. You like this is the whole thing about the suspicious package. I was like, <laughs> I was almost I was the suspicious package because people kept coming up and being like, hey, 
do you want this bag to donate? I'm like, no, stop no. giving me suspicious packages. But now it's going to be a thing. So we'll have to have a bomb sniffing we'll have dog. to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. we just have one poor dog that has to smell all the packages. This is great. I'll bring my dog out. My dog <laughs> just loves everybody. They have a bomb. I don't know, but he pet me. I love him. He's taking me home now. If John's dog doesn't like you, you are definitely yeah, an APT. Yeah, my dog doesn't like you. Something seriously wrong is going on. Wow, I took this place completely off the rails. You sure um, did, didn't happened. you? That's you what happens when you well, have a Well, John, paper. I have just the NIST publication for you. Oh, we now please. have... Oh, we, we now have... And this is going to change everything. Flip your qubits, people, because we've got post-quantum oh, cryptography quantum. standards from oh, NIST. Quantum. And these are just a draft, so make sure you review them. Put them through your quantum analysis, superposition, etc. Make That's sure that you, uh, you know, make some changes. What is this? I, I mean, is this actually, like, are we there yet? Is there quantum computers that I don't know about? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's, there's quantum bits. computers, right? There's like, like the pro Okay, so here's the problem with quantum computing as far as the way most people look at it, is they think of a quantum computer as a standard general purpose computer. And when you're developing a quantum computer, even if you're using qubits and all these different things, it's not. You're usually building a computer and you're building the system in a way that is very specific to a specific mathematical problem um, that you're working with. So it's not like you're going to have like quantum on your phone you're and saying you're it's like, like an well, ASIC. I'm going to randomly send up these password hashes and get it cracked. That's not what that's going to be used for. Does it run Crisis? That's what I need to know. Yeah. Can <laughs> it run Crisis? Well, is, it <laughs> is it possible to load chat GPT on one? Uh, yes. Yeah. You probably shouldn't hook those two things together. I, I think I, I'm going to say no at the point at, at, at right now, but for future generations, that would be a very bad idea. That'd be like crossing the streams, Ray. Oh, that's how Skynet got started. You, you, you got to make some like Star Trek, Star Wars references here because yeah. it's like they're, they're clearly fans, both with like the Kyber crystals, the dilithium crystals. I'm like, there is, <laughs> there's some nerd working some, this this naming fun fact, scheme. Though, here. They do time crystals are a thing uh, that actually is used in physics. Somebody I love Brian mentioned to run Doom. That would be so awesome. Someone shows up on this multi-billion-dollar like quantum computer that's the size of a fridge and super cooled, and, and now you walk you in and they're like, "What are you doing? Playing Doom?" You know. So, <laughs> yeah, so okay, basically, what I'm going to do is make a phishing campaign that says, uh, "Our we need to upgrade our website to be Dilithium Falcon and Sphinx." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is Sphinx well, Plus? You, you, you do that shit, and then I'm going to get a whole bunch of emails from funding companies because I already get like four or five a day. It's going to go to like fifty. They're going to be like, hey, "Preparing we for Q Day featuring John Stray. You're in quantum AI and dilithium crystals. Well, we have money to throw at you, sir. So, and, and it seems like they're referencing the cool Q, not the modern day Q. Oh, so again, a Star Trek reference. They don't even get started about that Q. Is this, yeah. is this a Picard reference? Because I haven't seen yeah. Picard. No, no, no. Well, no. I mean, he was from just, the original. Yeah, that's no, from the next generation. No, he's also in Picard, too. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. He's I mean, also if, if in the yeah. January, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Woo! Train wreck of a show. This is awesome. We're going towards that political area. We don't... Towards yeah. the no we're flying zone. close to the sun. Yeah, I, I, I will um, discourage the talk of that cue. This is a blood pressure cuff, and my numbers have been good lately. Let's not talk about the other one and make the numbers go up. How's oh, that? Dude, go on. <laughs> okay, on now. that news, uh, why did someone shut down telescopes of the cyber attack? Are they trying to I like have, hide? So well, I go to Reddit. So you aliens. All have, it's aliens. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> That's what they're saying. It's aliens. Apparently, 2027, the aliens are supposed to finally be revealed, and they're flying around, and they're shutting down the telescopes because 
I don't know, reasons. Well, didn't the government say there was already aliens, so we can just all go home? I yeah. mean, I guess, okay, people are saying ransomware. But it's like, not aliens, it's ransomware. Well, oh. no, aliens use ransomware. It's just yeah, like, it's reveal not, us. Uh, it's, it's, us in the, end. The, 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 the ransom is, reveal us to the public, or else we delete your data. Oh, oh. that all of a sudden makes sense. So, I mean, but I do have a question, seriously. Like, there's a lot of alien wreckage. Like, if the TSA had a flight record of, like, alien aircraft, I don't think any of us would ever fly. And if they're really super advanced, I mean, why are there so many alien wrecks? I don't wait, know. wait, wait, wait. But that, that's assuming that TSA would have the record. Yeah. Right? Why, why, would, why would the aliens go through TSA to get on that flight? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. That's the problem. The aliens don't have the TSA or yeah. system. So that's why we're going to be able to hack their shit when they come. They're going to be like, if we only had a government organization that could tell us which vulnerabilities to patch, the humans are clearly <laughs> further ahead than, than we are. They, they have clearly stepped away from the Department of Security Theater. Exactly. You just trusted everybody. I don't know what's going <sighs> So basically, you're on Showdown, you type in telescope and then you see like 200,000 results and you just go through them one by one until you find yeah, a real you're looking specifically for the VNC viewer ones on port 5900 yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, yes you connect to in. it and you're like ah it's the oh. Gemini North Observatory or whatever and you're like I'll just ransomware it because that's the least interesting possible thing you show like at least friends like <laughs> at least the, use let's it move the telescope <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least go try to look for aliens with that te telescope mm. as opposed to ransomwareing it, you know? Right. No, they're ransomwareing it because they want the pictures of the aliens the telescope took Why didn't already. they get those pictures and just post them? Right. That's the ransomware they, angle. If, if they don't pay, then the aliens get posted. Oh. But that's because no. they couldn't get to the hotkey for the screenshot. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's harder on DLC. When Michelle gonna and I suck, I'm going to predict, I'm going to throw this prediction out there, even though I think it's wrong. That we're going to get to like like two years down the line and they're going to be like, you know, these telescopes were shut down by the U.S. government because aliens are going to be like, well, sh shit, that, that whole thing was it doesn't seem as funny now. Now it's kind of wow. Uh, I mean, now it's like, just real. I, I will tell you that back in the early 90s and Michelle Crabb will back me up on this. We had uh, this guy who kept constantly trying to hack into our systems at NASA because he was convinced that we were sitting on all of this information about extraterrestrial aliens who had visited the oh, earth it's and, on and, the it's on the alien share at nasa right yeah mm, i mean yeah right? that's like, why they have alien wares it's the yeah, a drive th this this kind of conspiracy theory nonsense hacking has been going on for so long it's ridiculous and, and it's come circle again now for the what third time Al? yeah i mean at least there was, I thought there was a series of breaches about four or five years ago. I want to say it was a jet propulsion laboratories and the attackers were yeah. specifically looking for evidence of aliens. Like yeah. they, they came right out and they're like, we didn't find anything. It was a bunch of math and stuff. stuff. I mean, it was kind of a fever dream, but at one point a huge crowd of people did gather at area 51. <laughs> oh, the Naratu <laughs> running group where they were yeah. going to Naratu run towards the fences. Speaking I thought we talked about that on this show. They were like, you really think that the United States government would shoot people that are running into Area 51? And it's like, yes, they yeah. have nukes there. There's no question they will shoot them. Actually, actually the, the social engineer in me says that this would be a good time to remind people of the uh, X-Files theme for this year's Wild West Hackenfest. Oh, damn, he's mm. better at this than I am. Wow. Go, Joe. 
Yeah, so, but for, yeah. The, for the telescope thing, and even when you said like the, the jet propulsion, it, it may really just kind of come down to adversaries trying to maximize just their money. Because a lot of times, if you just go after like just your standard business, you know, Windows Server, you ransomware them, they're just going to go, oh, that's okay. It's all backup. Just wipe and restore. Telescope yeah. may be the type of thing to where it's like, ah, there's a high likelihood that either they don't have a lot of backup or restoring those backups is just going to be so painful that the adversaries are looking and saying, yeah, they'll probably, there's a high likelihood that they'll just pay to get all that research. Yeah, back. I don't yeah, think there well, is because like these people, like especially these telescopes and stuff, they don't have a lot of money. I mean, you know, having worked with a lot of these groups, they're constantly under threat of getting shut down. It's 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 pretty ridiculous. and they share the data pretty widely, right? I mean, and, and the question so. is, is how much of that data is actually kept at the telescope, and how yeah. much of it is sent to universities or go other government agencies that yeah. aren't getting ransomed? Yeah. Well, I don't think it's necessarily the type two or three ransomwares or whatever you call them. I think it's literally like, hey, the telescope isn't moving. Pay Bitcoin to make the telescope start moving again. Like, I think it's more like operational the more than data uh that would be my guess and that's why they go after them because it's like for every hour that this telescope is down it's x number of dollars in government funding that can't be used and then it's like and i know because i have friends in this area that you, like if you want to do something like say you're like oh i have an idea i want to look at this black hole it's like a year or two backlog you can't just like log in and do your thing so maybe it was one of these researchers it was like i have a really good idea <laughs> yeah i know how to get no, us moved just, to the front of the list but yeah, I, I would guess it's more operational, and it's because there's a lot of money. Like telescopes are expensive to run, so I'm guessing yeah. that's why. But yeah. I don't know. I've got so, a small uh, group. As long as we're on the the ransomware front, let's talk about um, Cloud Nordic, right? So it's a hosting cloud provider uh, in uh, Norway, and um, like they got totally permeated with ransomware, and they're basically telling all their customers, "Sorry, your data's gone. We're not going to pay the the ransom." And I, what? I, yeah, like exactly. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. So so basically, they 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 just you know declared you know information bankruptcy. It's like, yep, we so got like hit with office style. That's like literally office style declaring bankruptcy. They, I declare bankruptcy. It's not the attackers goes. succeeded in encrypting all server disk as well as any primary and secondary backups, and we lost all access to all data. Yeah. Oh my god. And they're not going to pay it. Like can we crowdfund it? Like seriously, <laughs> it can't be that hard. Can we just Is this how I buy a hosting company? Hmm. This is how a hosting company yeah, goes. One so so it got me thinking though, right? Like you know how in the real world like if you've got an undesirable piece of property or you, you you like you need to get rid of like this pesky like historical building so that you can build your new high rise. You know, a little bit of a little bit of accelerant a match and you know you, you you burn it all down right so like i'm wondering if ransomware is going to be the arson equivalent for <laughs> for for undesirable tech companies you know it's like oh i'm sorry there's nothing we can do we got hit with ransomware i guess we're that's going good. out of business Marty. right maybe that's it's what's going to happen to sentinel one eventually it'll probably I mean, be alienware what <laughs> No, what what uh does anyone know the size? Like how what how big is uh how big is Cloud Nordic? Is it are we talking like some guy it, with it's a not, it's not that big? It, yeah, it wasn't a home lab, but it wasn't like I mean, you know, neither was it, it Amazon like the scale. Yeah, it's not an Amazon. It probably isn't close to like a Do. I don't know how many. Uh... We offer the lowest cloud storage hosting because we don't back anything up. <laughs> we don't and, care. And we, we don't pay people to, to like actually operate our network. Other than attackers, 
How are we the lowest cost? Don't ask. We're cutting corners in every possible way. <laughs> We're yeah. cutting corners you don't want to see. Oh my yeah, god! Turns out, yeah. I mean, this is that. That's rough. Yeah, we've got backups. We keep backups on the servers that we're backing them. Okay, up. okay, but 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 going down this rabbit hole a little bit further, like they're not liable. Like I, I'm thinking this through. So let's say you're a cloud provider. Let's say something like DigitalOcean, and you get hacked like this, and you're like, nope, sorry, we're not going to pay them, and you're all screwed. Like you could get money or get refunded for the service that they provided. But I don't think that they carry enough insurance to cover the actual damages to all of their customers. So, like, seriously, this is like a crazy huge liability. Yeah, this yeah, has I happened mean, a few times over the years. I mean, Hal's totally right. It's like the only way to light the match and walk away because, and this has happened with other, I think it was code books or something this happened where they got ransomware. They had an AW, it was all AWS based. It was like a software as a service. Yeah. Someone got in as God and just deleted everything in their AWS account and they're like, we're out like we're done like we're shutting it down like our you know we're done like we're not reopening so it's funny we we have a company that we did a pen test for um was a cloud service wasn't like a cloud service provider but it was a cloud service and uh literally they just respond back to our emails now they're they're basically like we're out of business sorry like but you but you owe us like you know thirty forty thousand dollars and they're like oh sorry what part of us going out of business do you not understand like they're yeah, still get, communicating get to the back, back of the line. Yeah. But they're basically like, yeah, sorry, we're not, we're not going to be paying anything because we're not a real company. I'm like, why are you responding to our emails? This is really weird. It's, but, it's really but too bad. They just did that. They're like, nope, the F out and walked away. It's really too bad because there is a part of me that wants to just, I mean, you'd have to know Danish, but like you could just like buy, figure out, go fund me some ransomware dollars, go buy the data back and just start, <laughs> yeah. this, just start this hosting company oh. back up. It's like some kind of weird, like, yes, it's burned to the ground, but we can unburn it, and then we just have this building that's just <laughs> like here. Well, yeah, but they cheap. own all the drives I mean, and stuff. I mean, you, you can, I'm sure, if you give it enough time, and you go hopping on Telegram, it'll probably be on some Russian Telegram, or paste <laughs> it in, or some, or some torrent. Give it a few weeks 20, and you'll be able to restore your data from backup. Just yeah, make 2300 sure rupees. Yeah, so, make yeah. sure to get some Bitcoin or some Monero and you'll be fine. That honestly gives more points to Hal's argument that it's seriously just like a self-sabotage because like yeah. it's it can't be that hard to restart your company. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, maybe it is. I guess I mean, it's like but you, but you know how, right? You know that there was conversations at this company, and they're like, "Yeah, this is way too much bullshit to deal with." Yeah, just they just didn't want it. They're just like, "Nah, yeah. we're out." I mean, the alternative would be have some polarizing billionaire buy it uh, from being publicly traded and rename it uh, mm. and try to drive it to the ground that yeah. way. They're, they're busy buying Sentinel One. They, they oh can't my be, god! Oh. I've got it, what is it? It's Quest, Nordic Quest CenturyLink. Um, I can't remember all the names that they're at, but they just renamed themselves, I think, for the fifth or sixth time. Like Comcast. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Or, uh, yeah. So, so okay, let's let's peel back the curtain and look at what the people who are executing these attacks actually look like and, oh. and do. They're the glamorous life of ransomware hackers. So this article is the Lapsus. Court oh finds God. teenagers carried out hacking spree. There's a great picture of what looks like a twelve year old holding a shark. Shocker and, when you're um, yeah, he's actually 18. My, my favorite apologize. part of this one is the fact that they were releasing the Grand Theft Auto previews from the hotel where they were in custody on bail. Yes. That, that was that freaking is, awesome. 
That is like, the glorious life of it. If you're wondering what being a cool black hat looks like, you, you imagine like this, this sick cyberpunk, you know, like you're playing loud music, you've got like 50 screens. Turns out you're just on a crappy laptop in a mm -hmm. travel lodge no. hotel no, on not bail. Crappy not crappy laptop. He used a Amazon Fire Stick. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What? No, I've got to. Where is that in the article? Um, I that. So, so there's probably there's a separate article from Hackaday that it's just like I, I think it was there down in the bottom for like he. Uh, they it says here that, it, it, that it, hacking yeah, tree I, three. I, yeah, yeah, I got it here. It says. Prosecutor says he was caught red-handed when City of London police searched his hotel room. In a flagrant disregard for his bail conditions, jurors were told that police found an Amazon Fire Stick in his hotel, allowing him to connect to cloud computing services with a newly purchased smartphone, keyboard, and mouse. This kid is hacking Rockstar Games on a phone that is going through. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I, I mean... I, yeah. I th honestly like, okay, I know he, you know, needs to learn morals and ethics and all that thing. But really, if I ever complain about my laptop ever again, someone send me this article. <laughs> I, uh, if I ever I, complain, you need I, more RAM. You need Hello, more. my name is John Strand. You may know me as the owner of Black Hills Information Security, and I'd like to record a special message for every single pen tester at Black Hills Information Security. You know, whenever you decide that you need a top end MacBook <laughs> Pro in order to do computer security <laughs> hacking for our company, I want you to think about the last post kid and how he did it with the fire stick. The next time I sell, send you a brick of a ThinkPad, a fire <laughs> stick and a travel lodge hotel. Like, what, what, what would their internet connection be like? You probably have like a internet connection of a yeah. swizzle stick using an Amazon oh, fire, God. and you're still honing Rockstar games. This is I, I, basically I still... the it's it's the it's the Iron Man thing. It's like yeah, it's Tony exactly. Stark built this in a cave with a box of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and people want to hate on me for my love and affinity for raspberry pies. <laughs> uh, no, who who? Okay, I'm gonna call bullshit. Like that's who, illegal. Like, you can't hate you on Joe Gray. Joe, that you people can't hate like, on Joe. Joe is into raspberry pies. People are like, Ooh. oh god, icky. Like who? Where? Everyone loves raspberry pies. Everybody loves pie, Joe. It tastes delicious. I, I agree. I, I I will tell you to protect the guilty after we go off the air. Oh, I've got to hear the story because I. <laughs> I, I, I've never heard anybody unless they have like some other form factor that that like, well, I think this one's better because it's got an Intel based seat. You got to have a rock pie, bro. You got to rock it. They're not actually, fun. I, actually in my Amazon cart right now. I'm going to play with a, an orange pie that's coming mm, up. There but, you go. Um, nice. Flavor. Nice. But yeah, but I have like, I think I have three of them within arm's reach of me. I love pies. I yeah. it, like every problem can be solved with the raspberry. I, pie I got so I many NPCs. It's ridiculous. Yeah. If I did, if I did not have my virtual background up, I would turn around and pick up my Pelican case that's got like the entire lab environment that I took to DefCon in it. Oh, I bet, I bet it's insane. It's got. Is it a bunch of fire sticks? No, 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 no. That I'm gonna have to buy another Pelican case for those. Uh, no, it's got two Raspberry <laughs> Pis, a Jetson Nano, the whole router, different Wi-Fi hacking cards, the Hack Five stuff, badge cloners. Flipper Zero, all kinds of fun stuff in it. I, dude, I have nothing but respect for you, but those days for me are over. <laughs> like now, whenever I go to cons, it's maybe a notebook, computer, and a phone. Maybe. Yeah. Like it's well, just. I, I will say that I look taking two Pelican cases of gear 
I learned that I need to condense down to one Pelican case, but I will have said Pelican case at Wild West Hacking Fest. Yeah, it's nothing but a side satchel and a couple pairs of underwear for me. Like, I'm just done. (laughs) I'll put it to the other side. What I think is. I just can't. I mean, Hal remembers my suit days. I used to carry a huge suitcase with suits. I used to wear suits everywhere. Wow. Because somehow we thought it made him look respectable or something. Totally didn't work. Thanks, Al, for letting me know. And I didn't listen to you for a decade. So, so if, it's not, if it's not a, uh, what do you call it? An Amazon Fire Stick, right? Just note that it's probably some kid because they don't have any, you know, like, they have limited ideas of, like, the repercussions of their actions. Oh, yeah. Right? And if you're and so, like, you won't be doing any time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. The UK is pretty gnarly. He probably will never be able to Google anything so, for the rest of his what life. I always, yeah. What I think is funny is that, like, people think when these big hacks go down that it must be by someone who's got tons of years and years experience. No. Just someone who... No, had... Ralph. See, didn't you read the security breach disclosure? It yeah. said it was a highly advanced threat. Highly advanced threat. Highly advanced it's not tons and tons of years. If we can get the actual disclosure from Rockstar, where they talk uh-huh. about highly advanced attacker and then super oh my God. with a with a picture of the kid who's holding a like shark, ball, holding a but shark. it's actually a fire stick, cutting fire edge thing. nation state attacker. Yeah, you, you know, you remember, remember Matthew Broderick in War Games, right? Man, it's a yeah. TRS eighty and an acoustic coupler, and he's good it's, to go. Does, it's all does you that make you feel like a little scared though to think about it? Not necessarily that this person did it, but just like the level isn't where we all think it is, right? We all think sometimes you're like, it's here, but it's just like, some well, kid- okay. So, okay. Let me inject some reality. Okay, I, I love okay, the no. memes. I love the memes, but let me throw in some reality. Okay. I'm guessing, and this is all speculation, just like everything else I ever say, but I'm <laughs> guessing when this kid is posting, he's posting data that he already has. It's not, he's actually doing the hack. Yes. I mean, yes. maybe he is. I yeah. would guess he's more just like, he has the data. He wants to leak it. He's leaking it from a phone using a fire stick. That's just his exfil point. He's not actually doing the hack from the fire stick. That's my guess. It's more okay. about the disclosure of previously breached data, but maybe not. I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, oh, so man, remember, you're taking all the fun he was out of this. buying these creds on, on an open market, right? Yes. Like the yeah. previously compromised creds. And I think that that kind of gets to what Ralph is talking about, you know, pulling this back into something. When we're talking about what's the threat model, what are the Russians doing? What are the Chinese doing? <laughs> Sissa, please tell us what attackers are. They, they literally just bought previously compromised creds, and we have we have like our own system at Black Hills Information Security that's pulling down breach data. We're sifting through breach data all the time for our pen tests. Like this is something that a kid actually could do in a hotel room well, with a fire stick. And the other one, the other one too is, and this is you know obviously was common in, during this attack, and it's still common now. Is a lot of the um, the uh, the cell phone the uh, SIM swapping, right? This is another like big technique too to like kind of move through, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the second factor and getting to these other accounts or getting access to other things that require some kind of uh, SMS notification and other things like that. So that's also and like it seems like. In that sim swapping swapping world, uh, teenagers teenagers uh, are kind of the lead on this because they're willing to take this high level of risk, you know, to just get you know whatever. How hard is it to go on Amazon and buy you know a twelve pack of uh, mobile uh, free trial uh, sim cards? Turns out, not very hard. (laughs) And I mean, also the the thing I want to highlight here is I think that with these groups and like honestly what it outlines more than anything is the power of the community right like this is this is like pertinent to us as defenders or as good guys the guess what if we don't team together we're losing a 
the, these attackers totally team up. They totally trade back and forth. They trade information. They trade techniques. I guarantee you, this is the only kid that's smart enough to say, or dumb enough to say, yeah, I'll try to use the breach credentials at Rockstar. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Everyone else is like, no, I'm not doing this because I don't want to go to jail because we know they're litigious. They have lots of money and this is a high profile thing. Like yeah. everyone knows that if you're the kid that does this, you are not going to like, you know, it's like you won't see the light of day I, until, you know, I, I don't know. But I, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to replace the pen testers of BHIS. I'm just going to get a bunch of like, you know, like high school kids and I'm going to put them on one side and then yep. I'll set the target and be, be like over there is the way for you to get to Minecraft at school or porn. <laughs> and, you know, all you have to do is hack into this network. They're going to be in so fast, like highly motivated to actually successfully I mean, breach organizations. Yes. That way. What, what was that joke that Paul Asadorian used to say on Security Weekly all the time? If you want a free internal pen test, just disable social media and cat videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thought, all right. One I, my other quote that I love from him is every time you hit the easy button, God deploys another bot on your network. Um <laughs> for years. So So okay, one more article that we should cover because John mentioned it during the intro. This Juniper Junos? Junos? Yeah. Juno's yeah. Junos. Junos. Another, we've got PHP I, actually strikes combination again. Combination of flaws, right? You gotta yeah. chain them together. Yeah. But when you God. chain them together, it's Voila! you know unauthenticated oh, yeah. rce so written in PHP. I what is it I, I think it's funny they're like cumulative cvss of 9.8 yeah you gotta add them together it's like a combo yeah. right <laughs> you just add them together we got five point three five point three plus five point three equals cvss math you know yeah mm. there's a 9.6 but they didn't pay the extra um gold for cvss so that's 9.8 how I mean, does anyone know like how often is Juniper feels very old school to me? Is it like it's, used? It's is it no? Yes, they're oh, like yeah. Back, they're like yeah, they're like cash cow. There's a lot of yeah. companies that are like complete Juniper shops that have been for a long time. Well, uh -huh. it's running PHP, so now we know that's how you why. know it's yeah. good. And uh, you know, anytime I see these PHP vulnerabilities, I think of Dave Attell, who I have this weird love hate relationship with um, at Immunity. Um, where he's like, if anything is running PHP, period, it is vulnerable. Uh, <laughs> and I, 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 I got thinking about that the other day because uh, Dave finally released something after DEFCON. Uh, Daily Dave is amazing. It's very, very low noise, not a lot out of it uh, anymore, but he released something that was a great write-up of DEFCON and Black Hat. Um, and I got to thinking about that. But yeah, that whole anything written in PHP is inherently insecure is pretty much something you can say for any coding language. Like, Anything written by a human being. Is I think it's. I think it's interesting too when you bring up uh, John about PHP is that there's a lot of other more modern frameworks out there like web frameworks that you know uh, React and other things like that that are significantly yep. better in lots of ways, right? But people still have. I mean, we still have a lot of uh, major right um, players that are running PHP out WordPress, for example, right? Um, but it, it just kind of blows my mind. That yeah, it's be, it's like the Java thing when Log4j came out. Everyone's like, "Well, duh, don't don't use Java." Well, it's like there's this huge skill set. Like if you went to yeah. college between the years of 2000 <laughs> and 2020, you That's learned Java, bad. right? Like yeah, it's but not Java is still everywhere, and it yeah. will be for a long yeah, time because it's because there's you know thousands or tens of hundreds of thousands of people that that's what they code in. So companies are gonna use that. So this one, I mean, this is internally, right? Like, unless I guess you expose your JWeb interface, uh, which apparently is the Juniper OS management Well, I'm interface. sure someone does. They're, yeah, they're I mean, about to that. Shodan. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. To Shodan. <clears throat> this is one that, um, 
if you haven't patched it by now, assume compromise. Right. You're done. You're not listening to the show. You're not subscribing yeah. to Cisco alerts. You're probably compromised and don't know it. And well, well, like the HIS but, alert. <laughs> I mean, from an IR perspective, this is one of those, you know, gifts that's going to keep on giving for me. You know, it's like just like all the Fordnet vulnerabilities and and move it and, and all of these other ones. I mean, we, you know, we go into these companies for an IR and it's like, okay, please tick the boxes. Which of these devices do you have on the perimeter of your network? Right. <laughs> I mean, because that's where we're going to begin our investigation. Yeah. And it's sad because when you start going down those lists, like if you remember how, like, like five, six years ago, like post exploitation, like, do you, do you still have Telnet enabled? on your networking devices they're like well yeah how uh, else are we going to be able to manage these devices you stupid moron you're like oh god well so. we i mean i will say if you got a pen test within the last i don't know 20 years it probably said don't expose your management interface to either the internet or to the internal network at, at large yeah <laughs> yeah and it also probably said patch your firewalls so <laughs> i mean this is not really like the but then i wouldn't be is, able to work yeah. from home yeah, yeah. that management uh, interface too. Even even management interfaces that are designed to be when I say I'm going to use air quotes like designed to be exposed publicly, they shouldn't be exposed publicly, right? Ever, like ever. I mean, even WordPress, the login, you should just take that off. You know, like <laughs> whatever it is, just get rid of it because it just takes a whole attack surface out of the picture. No, but you don't understand. Here's a scenario. I've I'm the admin. I'm the only one who knows how anything works, and I just flew to China, and now our network's down. What am I going to do? Well, you'll figure it out. On, on uh, actually, if you're in China, show. there's probably a group right down the street who already has access yeah, they already to your network. <laughs> just just ask around. Does anyone yeah. have access? Yeah. Who has this? Like five hands go up on the street, and you're like, "Oh, okay." That's. I mean, if you took your work computer, you might even be able to talk to the perpetrator. Yeah. <laughs> mm. By the way, lots of love for the Chinese hackers. Everyone on this side of the ocean and in, in the security industry in America says thank you for allowing us to continue to have employment and keeping yeah. us employed. Also, so. if our nation hacked some really gnarly stuff, we apologize for our government. Just like yeah. you totally They're apologize bad. for yours. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do like how they match. Like I, I was looking at the. This is just a random t tangent, but. Looking at oh, the yeah. Microsoft Cloud 0559 or, or Storm 0559 or whatever it was, like they were like part of their data like analysis was most of the attacks were clustered within the business working hours of China. Like that was part of their like, <laughs> so I was just thinking like, throw them off, work weird hours. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that because uh, in one of Meta's adversary reports, they outed the U.S. federal government for the exact same thing for a disinformation campaign against Russia during U.S. business hours. Good. They're like, it's just funny to me. It's like, all right, welcome to, you know, the People's Republic of Hacking or whatever. Uh, your hours are going to be U.S. business hours. <laughs> like, 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 it's not like well, I that. Mean, I mean, China, if they're doing their pig butchering schemes, they do work U.S. business hours. Right. So, I mean, maybe they I, should maybe they should send the people working pig butchering schemes uh, to uh, go off and... Uh, so okay, is it now America is working Chinese business hours and China's working American business hours? Oh, well, I mean that's that's so what, weird. I mean, if they wanted to be successful, I mean, when, when I'm teaching an OSINT class and I'm talking about identifying a, an adversary, that's one of the things I tell people to look for. Hey, look at the times that they post on social media. Oh. See what you can figure out. You Speaking know? of additional yeah. details around this in the MSP space right now. 
everyone's up in arms about the number of proxies. Apparently, a lot of attackers now are using proxies because Office 365 is really clamping down on impossible travel. Hmm. This is something, uh, Corey, I think, Corey and Ralph, I think that we had talked about BHIS. What's the ethics of using these really shady VPN services mm -hmm. that literally yeah. turn everyone who's using the VPN into a VPN like exit point, yep. right? Mm -hmm. yep. Like and, Tor, uh, but you didn't opt in. <laughs> yeah. But there is now like a, as much as we talked about that, what, two years ago or is it a year and a half ago? Like actual attackers now are using those VPN services, choosing to come through the United States so that the impossible travel isn't starting to get oh, tripped. Oh, yeah. So, it's, it's a required technique at this point because yeah. geolocation blocking and improbable traveler are like the two biggest things. I will say like browser fingerprinting kind of kills it anyway, but at least on the attacker side, that's what Apparently we've on seen. on the MSP space, the way that they're doing it, it's working. Like the attackers are being able to yeah. like do password spray. Oh, because they're not fingerprinting. Right, right. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're not, not fingerprinting. They're not fingerprinting. Yeah. And like, I guess in a lot of these VPNs, like I've seen them where you can choose the US, Great Britain or whatever, but some of these VPN services would be like, yeah, you can come from Kansas or you can come from- Oh, New no, York. no, John, John, you don't, even, you don't even want to know. You can choose an ASN. You can choose like, this yeah. is, I want to be Comcast in this neighborhood, in this area. Like it is like ridiculously yeah. specific with how, like you can literally say, I want to be from, you know, Overland Park, Kansas in this slash 23. Like it is really specific. Yeah. And by the way, what we decided at BHIS is to not use those services because we're pretty sure that they're probably capturing everything that's going through them. And oh, that SSL error? I should just ignore that, right? Yeah, just it's ignore fine. that. Click accept that certificate. Okay. Okay. You, you should probably hop on a different VPN first. Yeah, do a VPN within a VPN and then nest it with another VPN and then you're safe. You triple yeah. the VPN. Hop on, a, hop on a trustworthy VPN to then tunnel through the untrustworthy. Yeah, I still feel icky about the whole thing. So it, Yeah, it, it's pretty My icky. thing about that, Joe, is you absolutely could do that, but you still have an issue where they understand where the target is. And that, yeah, I just there, don't want to bring still that an opportunity that. for... Yeah. I mean, like at some point, key exchange yeah, still has to happen, and at some point, somebody's still going to keep logs here and there, and no matter what, there's still going to be some level of NetFlow. Exactly. And yes, NetFlow is looking at you. NetFlow. And I don't want to answer that question to my customer. Like, you know, what's the VPN you're using? Nord. Mm, um, no. Nord. Don't you, I saw it on TV, so it must be good. No, yeah. Nord would be fine. Any VPN provider that doesn't keep logs would be fine. It's the companies that it's based in Israel, and they're definitely selling the data they're you, gathering. You are talking yeah. about you are talking about Cape te Technologies, and they uh, used to run a uh, adware tracking uh, firm. I forget what it used to be called. They own PIA, ExpressVPN, CyberGhost, and about eight others that I'm aware of. And they also maintain uh, somewhere in the ballpark of 30 to 50 VPN review sites. That's why yep. I pretty much tell people Nord, Proton, or Mulvad. But understand the differences from a legal perspective between Panama, Switzerland, and Sweden. Or yep. if you want to be a you know real cool, just build your own VPN. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean there there are reasons to do that and reasons not to do that. Yeah. Oh, it, you're very attributable. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, depending on what you're doing and depending on why you're using a VPN, going for something like running your own open VPN in the cloud, yeah, that absolutely makes sense for some threat models. But you have to factor in that you're going to be at the mercy of something along those lines.
Oh, you gotta just wear a big cape whenever you go on the internet so everyone knows you're that guy. Mm, yeah. Well, that and you should always, you know, we we wear tinfoil hats. I'm wearing a ball cap now, but when I start to do investigations behind my green screen behind me, I actually have a tinfoil fedora because just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean I need to be tacky. All right. So <laughs> did I ever tell you about tinfoil, Joe? I don't think so. I'm really, really sorry. So, you know, there's certain frequencies that brainwaves work on. And by the way, this is all true, what I'm going to tell you. Um, there's certain frequencies like, you didn't brain need <laughs> like seriously, like there's certain frequencies, those, uh, those frequencies are controlled by the United States government, specifically the NSA mm-hmm. going further into the tinfoil hat. If you actually put tin around your head, it amplifies those particular frequencies. No joke. It's absolutely true. You have to use gold foil. You have to use gold foil. Yes. Not gold kidding. Foil. It's a conspiracy. Is that why they put that earth. on the Mars rover? I knew it. That is why they put it on the Mars rover. So oh, if you want to be truly safe, Joe, I'm telling you right now. It's time to go gold foil. And by the I, way, we are going to be selling gold foil hats at, at some point in the Spearfish General Store. We're looking at uh-huh. how we can get them. Oh, perfect. Um, what about aluminum foil, though? Is that a good intermediary until I can get hold of some gold? Uh, no. Aluminum also amplifies. We'd recommend lead as a stopgap. So just yeah. take apart some batteries. It's, it's super safe. Shirt. It's something you can sweat in. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if lead is good enough to uh, uh, absorb nuclear zoomies around a nuclear reactor on a submarine, it's probably good enough to absorb government zoomies. You're damn yes. right. It, damn it right. also helps with neck. If you ever need like really strong neck muscles for like other yeah. reasons, then you can have that there. And I'm, I'm so happy that this time it wasn't taken off the rails by me. Oh, wow. <laughs> so with that uh, i want to say thank you everybody for coming on to the show this week i won't remember it that's okay it's recorded uh so with that ryan take us out with the crooked finger 